Hello and welcome to Cracking Cryptids and Curios. This is Matt, once again joined by Angel. In this episode, we will be returning to that insidious realm of the Fae to investigate everyone's favorite enamel entrepreneur, the Tooth Fairy. But before we do that, Angel, we have a small task ahead of us, which is to simply become better people. To facilitate that task, we each have come up with three goals for one another to push us to shed our idiot slob skins. To be clear, this is the first time each of us are hearing the goals assigned to us, so I have to say to you, Angel, good luck. How about we start with your first goal for me? I believe, you know, since we started doing this podcast, we've grown more closer than ever. So it's simple, really, and it'll improve your life considerably. Whenever you refer to me, just use the word brother. <laughs> brother. <laughs> okay. So no, that's going to be hard. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm up for that challenge. So, brother, about six days ago, you got in a one-sided heated debate with yourself. And I, I, I just happened to be on the receiving end of your arguments about what the best sitcom involving a family dynamic ever is you kept saying to yourself you weren't sure if it was fresh prince of bel-air because you love uncle phil or home improvement but eventually you argued with yourself that tim allen's comedic timing was enough to edge over fresh prince you you were adamant that his tim taylor character was influential in your life so you see, we, we need to celebrate those people who have influenced our lives. That We honor them, really. So we have to show them how much they mean to us more than, you know, a thank you ever could. So in honor of your favorite sitcom dad, the tool man himself, God rest his soul, I'm going to need you to drop three tool man grunts during this episode. And if, if you're feeling fancy, maybe even uh, a more power. <laughs> Okay. All right, then. I suppose you're ready for the next goal. Uh, I'll wait till you're done drinking, because I don't want you to choke or... (laughs) Spit it out. (laughs) Last time we did this, I saw all the sweat forming on your head when I had asked you to reference a ton of movies throughout the episode. Oh, Jesus. Yes, it did. (laughs) So... I'm going to I'm going to make it a little easier on you. In order to improve ourselves, we must search within and find the hidden meaning in all things. So, for this episode, you get to choose one movie. And then that's the one movie you're going to stick with and you will make references to that one movie. <laughs> oh Jesus. Okay. <laughs> I'm already panicking. <laughs> so I guess whatever the first thing comes up is I'm oh boy. Better be a good movie. (laughs) So, before Tim Allen, you know, may he rest in peace, ever appeared on your TV set, there was one comedian that completely stole your heart, brother. We have mentioned him before, but I'm talking about Police Academy star Michael Winslow, (laughs) the man of 10,000 sounds. So, in honor of the human sound mixer, I'm going to need two Michael Winslow-esque sound effects at some point in this show. So that's three grunts, 
three Tim Toolman <laughs> grunts and two Michael Winslow audio noises. Okay. Oh, man. It's like you're playing to my strengths here. <laughs> Building you up. <laughs> For the final goal, and in keeping in line with the searching within, an important aspect of rising above our idiot slob selves is to become more spiritual. It's up to you, really. At least two times. Whenever you've asked me a question and I answer it, you will respond with an amen. (laughs) (laughs) And as you gave me a bonus, I'll give you a bonus as well. At the end of our episode, I would like for you to provide me with a peace be with you, brother. (laughs) Peace be with you. (laughs) Specifically, brother. (laughs) Like a a monk now. (laughs) I'm going to drop some some angel history here. Some angel lore. So the Police Academy movies were mega hits in your household growing up. Each new sequel saw a unique unique family event. Even that really shitty one where they go to Moscow, there was a big party for that one. So furthermore, I have it on good authority that you were conceived during a viewing of the first movie, specifically... The part, the part where Hightower lifts the car, the police car up with his bare hands and flips it over, resulting in him being kicked out of the academy, which then resolves in the third act magnificently. But anyways, there is a comedian introduced in the second police academy that is the sum of if you put Michael Winslow and Tim Allen in a blender, mixed in some dough, and microwaved it for eight goddamn minutes. You get Bobcat Goldthwaite. To honor that amalgamation of Winslow and Allen, may he rest in peace, I will need at least one Bobcat-inspired scream grunt somewhere in this episode. (laughs) Okay. Are you ready for that? And of course we're observing that, so you got five minutes to prepare. Of course. (laughs) With that being said, this is one of those... Those rare episodes ain't, uh, brother. <laughs> but we may have a potential dethroner to the maniacal Santa Claus that seemingly refuses to be beaten in our rankings as the highest scoring entity of our show. There is a, a special spark in the air. I, I feel the static electricity upon my skin. Do you feel it? Um, maybe. I can smell ozone. I mean... Angel, this could be it. We could have a Santa killer, a Santa slayer on our hands in the form of the tooth fairy. Or I could have some sort of strange gas leak occurring. I, I don't know. Can you feel the winds of change in the air? Do do you think this fairy enamored by tooth enamel could pull off the biggest upset in show history? Well, you know, typically you think Santa Claus, you know, human-sized person tooth fairy tiny little pixie there's no there's no contest but i think maybe quite possibly there's a chance it could be happening this episode yeah before we dive in i want to say this in the book consuming agency in fairy tales child lore and folk literature by susan honeyman there is a line quoting folklorist tad talua as an embodiment of magical munificence, the Tooth Fairy is second only to Santa Claus in the folklore of American childhood. I'll say that again. Second only to Santa Claus in folklore of American childhood. I am I'm shook. 
Angel, brother, <laughs> my jaw, my jaw dropped when I read that. Not only because Tad dropped the phrase magical munificence, but by just all of it, second only to Santa. Munificence, of course, means great generosity. So we got we got generosity versus generosity here at the the top rankings of our uh, show, I believe. What do you make of that quote? When I first heard that quote, I was I was a little didn't, didn't believe it. <laughs> I, I was I scoffed at it because I thought there's no way that Tooth Fairy comes second to Santa because there were so many like other things like Easter Bunny and Easter Bunny, yep. But Mrs. Claus, <laughs> Claus. <laughs> but now you know the more I think about it, I, I'm like, well, I mean, I guess that's really you know it's only Santa, Tooth Fairy. Easter Bunny, what else is there? Uh, like the leprechauns for St. Patrick's Day, but I don't know. That's even then, you lose more teeth than you do <laughs> encounter St. Patrick's Days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. If we were to eliminate the whole losing belief in them, you're still losing teeth up until you're like 13. So it's yeah. quite possible that Tooth Fairy is second to Santa. Yeah, it's a long time to uh, to age out of that. It becomes now tradition, I think, at this portion of our show. So, can you describe for our curiosities what exactly the Tooth Fairy looks like? Picture Tinkerbell, right? And oh. now, remove the hotness. <laughs> and, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can separate them. <laughs> and uh, remove possibly the gender. Maybe make it a mouse. I don't know. I mean, it's... <laughs> It's a toss-up at this point. It may be a rodent. It may be not. <laughs> so what you're saying there is it, it could be wildly different, right? Yes. I found this research by author Rosemary Wells that I found to be quite interesting. Way back in the before times, in 1984, 74% of those surveyed identified the tooth fairy as female, 12% as neither male nor female, and 8% could be either male or female. Uh, is what they identified the tooth fairy as. When I when I read that, I think this was the first time I even ever thought about it. I have always thought of the tooth fairy as female, and I suppose I have like no reason, no real reason why that is. How about you? I think thinking back, I think when I was a kid, I don't think I ever thought of it as male or female. But I feel as though as I got older. I've seen uh, depictions of it in media all the time, and it's always been female. Mm -hmm. So I just thought maybe I missed something somewhere. <laughs> just assumed <laughs> it was supposed to be a woman. Then <laughs> you say in like a previous episode when you'd watch movies as a kid, you would just like not not notice things and just miss completely miss things in them. Is that a common theme in your childhood? I would think a lot of things like about things that I watched, like miss things. And then sometimes I'd wonder if this was a true story, if this really happened. <laughs> Am I watching like a window of something actually happening? Are you, is your TV just a open portal to another dimension that you're, you're watching the lives of other people go on? I, yeah. I mean, I've always wanted that, uh, Zach Morris power to stop time. <laughs> and then everyone like slowly, like, a little bit moves back and forth because I've been standing there for <laughs> 30 seconds. <laughs> the The Consuming Agency in Fairy Tales book mentions a bit more of Tad Talua's work in which he states, The decades immediately preceding the 
proliferation of the Tooth Fairy custom saw the release of four feature films in which female pixies play a central role. Those movies were, or those fairies were Glinda in The Wizard of Oz, The Fairy in Pinocchio, The Fairy Godmother in Cinderella, and of course, your favorite, I think, <laughs> Tinkerbell and Peter Pan. That's a time period, brother, from 1939 to 1953, giving us a quartet of movies that are typically pretty common in American childhood to be seen over and over and over. Do you think that it is as simple as Hollywood maybe influencing the populace and giving a common visual form to fairies that maybe resonated with people that gave a overall form to the tooth fairy? I don't see why not. Hollywood has influences in everything else. The influence how uh, we see dinosaurs mostly in, <laughs> through Jurassic Park. Not to mention <laughs> in the most serious of documents, you'll see the T-Rex depicted. It's clearly lifted from the Jurassic Park oh. T-Rex. <laughs> yeah. not, not, not to mention the sound effects of a T-Rex war is now the iconic Jurassic Park one. Who is your overall favorite fairy depicted in a movie? Um, I would say it's Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> The Rock, the Rock as the titular, the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> because what a funny movie that must be. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just going on assumptions here that it, it's magnificent. <laughs> Me too, and I'm gonna leave it that way. I do not want to ruin that it. assumption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The it's funny. The first fairies that I think of when I think of the Tooth Fairy now is the. The tooth fairies used in the opening scene for Hellboy Two, mm. where uh, he's hunting them, and they're they're just like hundreds of them, and like he turns on the lights and they scatter like like they scatter like roaches almost, <laughs> and then they're like clawing at his mouth, trying to pull his teeth out, and then of course Ron Perlman in his own Ron Perlman esque way, you know, makes it funny. So I don't know if now if I have to commit to Hellboy Two as my. <laughs> movie to reference the entire time so i think it's reasonable that those movies would influence the wider populace to give us a basic form of fairies i I think that's a good a good uh analysis from tad from what i could find the the first written record that exists of mentioning the tooth fairy came from the chicago daily tribune in 1908 in which an article basically states if a child knows of the tooth fairy, they would be more likely to want to lose a tooth because they are gaining something from it, This from this monetary transaction that occurs. The article is mentioning the tooth fairy and not defining what it is, which implies that the reader would have to have some sort of basic understanding or reference to what that character is, or else it just would not be written well. So while this may be the earliest surviving written record of the Tooth Fairy, the entity as a concept certainly goes back prior to 1908. With that said, the presentation and appearance of the creature certainly feels antiquated, brother. I I think it would it could be argued that the Tooth Fairy has a bit of a how do you say boring appearance. So let's spruce spruce up this old lass just a tad bit. We are going to change up our traditional list response here, brother. Instead of just throwing out what you think the top four makeovers of the Tooth Fairy would look like, I have something more succinct. You've lived through a few a few decades here from what I call your 50th birthday is coming up, so I need you to harness <laughs> your life experience. Hit me with the top makeover for how the Tooth Fairy would best look 
as it would be presented in the past four decades. So we're talking a 1980s Tooth Fairy, a 1990s Tooth Fairy, a 2000s Tooth Fairy, and a 2010s Tooth Fairy. I'm hoping that the 90s one is at least extreme. I'll tell you this much. It'll be familiar. The 1980s Tooth Fairy, I've got this all planned out, is... I don't know if you've seen this movie, Mannequin. No. It's about a mannequin that comes to life. (laughs) It's not Hellboy 2. I haven't seen it. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, typical 80s movies, it's kind of like weird science where this nerdy kid just falls in love with the mannequin come to life thing and wants to protect her or whatever. And I assume the mannequin's very attractive. Yeah. There's a character name uh, there. I forget what his name is. But he's wearing like the most the most A's outfit yet. I don't know how to describe it other than watch the Key and Peel Gremlins 2 sketch. <laughs> and Jordan Peel comes in as the Hollywood doctor. Mm-hmm. That exact outfit that he's wearing, that's it. That's the look. I thought because of the how how much it impacted you, it would be a, a police academy type looking tooth fairy. I was I was looking at movies from the eighties. <laughs> To see what fashions I would look into when I was doing this. And Police Academy came up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So it still had some like reminisce or like remnants of bell bottoms in that movie. (laughs) It wasn't quite, you know, (laughs) still a little bit in the 70s. How about your your 1990s tooth fairy? (laughs) I know you're going to like this one because I know this was your look. All right. <laughs> Everyone is, from the 90s is familiar with those Looney Tunes shirts. <laughs> Where Bugs Bunny and Taz and all of them got their backwards hats and their baggy mm-hmm. jeans and their long shirts that don't fit them. That's the 90s. Just a little bit gangster, but safe enough for white people <laughs> <laughs> to feel comfortable. Exactly. I uh, just picture the Tooth Fairy flying in with uh fluttering in with that shirt on and it's like baggy and, and weighing her down and <laughs> she's not practical no no it's not the um the 2000s so at this point i'm i'm i'm, I'm at an age where i've aged <laughs> out of paying attention to things so from 2000 to 2010 and on i don't know what like everything looks the same to me so Instead of picking a familiar fashion, I'm just going to pick something that was around that time. An, some iconic thing that represents that year. For the 2000s, the Tooth Fairy is basically wearing Bjork's swan dress. <laughs> Man, very fashion forward <laughs> Tooth Fairy. And uh, for the 2010s, we look to another musician. <laughs> Wearing... Is it going to be Lady Gaga's meat dress? <laughs> you got it. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. Wow. Right off the run- runway, that tooth fairy came from just to deliver some coins for those teeth. Hot dog. Oh, I can't believe I guessed it. <laughs> I'm go- you know what? Amen. Amen, Lady Gaga <laughs> tooth fairy outfit. <laughs> There, there is a crucial element that is not really spoken about. I feel like a religious revival coursing through my veins. 
It's not really spoken about for this entity. What the heck is the Tooth Fairy doing with all these goddamn teeth? As you know, Angel, you're very aware of this because you collect teeth. Toddlers ultimately fit 20 teeth into their tiny little mouths. 10 upper teeth, 10 lower teeth. I, I saw an estimate that since the year 1900, 9.75 billion people have been born. Let's say that, hypothetically, the Tooth Fairy gets all 20 teeth from everybody. That's 195 billion teeth that the Tooth Fairy has collected upon. Now, hold on. <laughs> Did you just old man grunt? You gotta hit me with those numbers. <laughs> hold on to your toothbrush, brother. This... There is a weight range of 0.68 grams to 1.88 grams per toddler tooth. If my stupid toddler teeth math is right, that is over 400 million pounds of toddler teeth that this thing has. <laughs> Hacking up a hairball over there? <laughs> we don't, don't even have to go down that old road that we always do. Oh, it, it, is it the Tooth Fairy or a Tooth Fairy? This damn thing has the in its name. <laughs> this singular fairy has 400 million pounds of teeth over 100 years, and the world population is growing quickly. To put this in, in proportion of size that I know everybody can understand because we, we always weigh things by absurd calculations and references, a Nimitz-class aircraft carrier, which is freaking nuclear-powered, supposedly weighs 204 million pounds. They are some of the biggest war machines ever built, and are over a thousand feet long. Brother, the Tooth Fairy, in the last 123 years, has potentially collected two aircraft carriers worth of toddler teeth. Where the hell did all the teeth go? <laughs> More power! <laughs> sound like a pirate <laughs> <laughs> hoist up the sails more power <laughs> a pirate Tim Allen <laughs> the sails are broken so he just built a cannon that makes it go faster <laughs> rocket propelled just to beat that son of a bitch Bob Vila <laughs> I would totally watch that show <laughs> Instead of that last man standing stuff. That, that's him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or it's just like a soulless continuation of home improvement. <laughs> oh, God. Where do all the teeth go? Jesus. <laughs> Into Hellboy too. <laughs> I don't know, but I wouldn't want to milk it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine milking something that has 400 million pounds of teeth? <laughs> It'd be like a dam opening up. <laughs> It'd be huge. According to kidshealth.org or kidshelf.org, <laughs> human teeth are made up of four different types of tissue. Pulp, which is the innermost uh, portion. Dentin, which surrounds the pulp and is a hard yellow substance, as hard as bone. We have enamel, which is apparently the hardest tissue in the entire body, and then a layer of cementum, which helps hold the tooth in place within the jawbone. Is there something here that I don't see that is valuable that the Tooth Fairy wants?
not to fly getting stuck in amber. Did you not learn anything from Jurassic Park? You get the teeth and you extract the minerals to build something greater. I must have missed that part in Jurassic Park when they're building the goddamn park out of teeth. If they had, it would have been safer. <laughs> T-Rex wouldn't have gotten out. But yeah, I think Hellboy would have been able to break through a teeth wall. In Hellboy 2. That's a deleted scene. <laughs> so you think the Tooth Fairy's going for the... Like, mining the teeth out? And <laughs> going for the pulp? It, you know, it might... It, occasionally, it'll find completely cavity-riddled tooth that's got <laughs> fillings. And, and it takes the filling <laughs> takes material. The filling? Yeah. It's the gold fill. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, the Tooth Fairy wants pristine teeth, not... Not shit teeth. So, <laughs> I mean, you're not getting Does it those. discriminate against kids it who does. have bad teeth? Yes. Oh, <laughs> no. Does. The purpose is it wants good teeth. I, I was never told this. Who gave me money teeth. then? <laughs> your parents are too busy watching Police Academy to <laughs> care about your oral hygiene. <laughs> A long... <laughs> Along my way in this in the research, I saw some various theories as to what the tooth fairy does with the teeth with the teeth it purchases. Some suggested it eats them. Others that it uses the teeth to build its home, a apparently a castle made of teeth, and then others suggested that it then sold the teeth to other entities, like like some sort of tooth merchant. What do you think the primary purpose for the teeth is? <laughs> trading amen <laughs> amen to that brother trading just wow. trading <laughs> but wow, I'm, I'm blown away but not like not it's not it's not what you think it's not like uh trading like i'll give you this many teeth for your hammer no no it's like pogs or uh or uh pokemon cards where everyone has teeth and it's like, look at mine. I'll trade this one for yours that's over there. And maybe they have games that they play so that instead of trading, it's like whoever loses the game gets to keep the, the little mouth. Teeth? Yeah. Like a poker table worth of teeth? <laughs> yeah. Instead of chips? Yep. <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> try to try to pick up all your teeth and they like fall through your fingers and you're dropping teeth on the ground? All your winnings? You gotta keep them. You gotta keep them close to your chest, man. You can't. You can't let. Can't let the, those those vultures take take your teeth. They're they're. they're... <laughs> this, this is this building up to a bobcat? <laughs> they're, they're taking my teeth, and, and you know, they don't. They they don't watch out. I'm get them back. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Bobcat. <sighs> so, he has a joke in the routine that he did, to just derail this completely. He did a routine where he comes out and he's, he just keeps saying, I'm, 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 I'm happy. I'm happy to... I'm, and he, he does that for like three minutes. <laughs> and then he just says, I'm happy to be here. Thank you very much. And then he... One of his jokes is... <laughs> My wife's fat. <laughs> and, and he's like, I don't got jokes for everything. And 
And then he says, I lost, I lost my job. And he's like, well, I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I didn't really lose my job. I, 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 I went to work and somebody else was doing my job. And then it all builds up to the end of this big joke of, of I, 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 thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. And he says, I lost my girlfriend recently. And he's like, I, I, my, I, did, I, I didn't really lose her. I... I went home, and there's there's somebody else doing the job, <laughs> and then and everyone applauds, and that was the '80s. <laughs> that sure was. <laughs> With that being said, brother, we have to take it to another weird level on this show because that's what that's what we do. So bear with me here. But I need another list of things. This time, a list of the top eight absolute worst things that the Tooth Fairy could be doing with these teeth. This is a lot, a bigger list, so I'm gonna have to pull it up from my machines here. (laughs) (laughs) A good one. (laughs) I can picture Winslow doing that. (laughs) Okay. The absolute worst things. That a tooth fairy could be using the teeth for. Number eight, I said reading fortunes. I don't. Yes. I don't it's want like the reading tooth, the tea leaves. Yeah, I don't want the tooth fairy using my teeth. I mean, yeah, she gave me money, but still, I, you know, if, if she can read fortunes with my teeth, then let me do it. So instead of giving me money, I can become a millionaire, or however that works. <laughs> Who wants to be a millionaire <laughs> <clears throat> with Carl Sugar? <laughs> Uh, number seven, building a perfect human out of the other teeth. <laughs> perfect. Like a tooth human? A tooth human. Think of how strong it would be. <laughs> it was... All that enamel? I just, I, I just don't know. I'm, I don't know if you would use teeth for the teeth or if you'd use something completely <laughs> different for the teeth. It has to be more teeth. <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe more power. Different... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, maybe a different animal's teeth, like horse teeth or something. Does the tooth just fairy some real grinders? Other animals' teeth? <laughs> I bet it does. <laughs> it's not. It's only getting human teeth. I, I <laughs> beg your pardon. If it's more animal teeth, then this changes everything. <laughs> I, I suppose. I mean, let's think about that. Would it be weirder if it only did human teeth? Is it weird at all? <laughs> I think so. Did only do one species of tooth collection? I mean, presumably you don't have to pay the animals because they don't know what the hell money is. <laughs> so it's even it's even a better scam. <laughs> the tooth fairy then must understand that humans are different. Then that they that they expect something in return. <laughs> this is it's gonna throw the intelligence through the roof. It's gonna break the rubric. <laughs> yep. Number six. I don't. I don't know what I was thinking when I wrote this. Feeding them to lobe. <laughs> the 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 AI AI art. <laughs> the AI art. How, how's it getting teeth into latent space? I'll tell you. Number number five is sending them to a latent space for future <laughs> use. That means there's physical objects in the latent space that lobe is accessing. <laughs> My God. Got to readjust her score. 
number four is fermenting them for peak pungency. <laughs> peak pungency. Uh, <laughs> I'd have a, a petrid fog about it, I think. <laughs> uh, if you ask me why, I, I couldn't tell you. This is, this is just the absolute worst thing you could do with teeth. I don't know why they want to ferment them to peak pungency. To drink it. The <laughs> tooth fairy is going to get drunk. <laughs> Quite possibly. I mean, who knows if there's a market out there for teeth moonshine. Okay. Um, number three is selling them on the black market to other dentists. What's the dentist going to do with them? I don't know. They make dentures out of them and then claim that those teeth are artificial. <laughs> little, little baby teeth <laughs> dentures is that for people with really small mouths yeah possibly I don't know what dentists do either so who knows what they're doing with those teeth <laughs> I don't want to milk one I'm told that dentists and orthodontists are different I'm like I don't understand anything anymore it's all, it's all quack science anyways <laughs> you know what it's true because, because when last time I went to the dentist they had me sign a form that says you acknowledge that everything here is not quite scientific. I'm like, what? <laughs> what the? <laughs> it's like, what is? What does this mean? Like, we might do some stuff that might seem a little bit less than, like, seems a little a barbaric. Like, what does this mean, guys? Like, you don't use science. I don't understand. I mean, I can understand the barbaricness. <laughs> when I had my wisdom teeth pulled out, I wasn't. I wasn't put to sleep. Uh, yeah. I just had Novocaine and. They used like a freaking yeah. They just, they like just go in there and, wrench. Just, and just pull and it out. Yeah. They freaking crushed my tooth in my mouth and pulled it out. That is barbaric. Yeah. But how else do you do it? <laughs> Sometimes you need some barbaricity in your life. I, I feel like we've been, we've had enough dentists that they could have somebody could have come up with a, a new method of doing that. That's how you get your frustrations out at work. You just <laughs> freaking put the metal in there and rip someone's tooth out, and then you feel better. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, I often wonder about, like, is there somebody out there working to improve on the technology of the zipper? <laughs> like, it's perfection, right? <laughs> or Velcro? <laughs> A better Velcro? You can't do that. <laughs> A uh, where was I? Uh, number two? The, the teeth are actually coupons in the fairies world to get discounts on postage stamps. <laughs> 400 million pounds of coupons for stamps. <laughs> More stamps. <laughs> we just devolve into grunting the rest of the episode. Get <laughs> Then you can electrocute it by your microphone. <laughs> okay. Um, number one, absolute worst thing the tooth fairy could be using teeth for is grinding them and selling them back as powdered milk. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, it's a chance you take. It's a filler in the powdered milk. It's a chance yep. you take. That's, why, that's why it says calcium, milk. right? <laughs> There's a lot. Oh, maybe she uses Baba Yaga with her mortar and pestle to grind them down. 
It's a whole. It's a whole thing, huh? They they have mm-hmm. a, a whole business going on. They get the teeth. They send it to the to Baba Yaga, and then Baba Yaga's grinding it down, and then she just gets somebody to distribute somehow. I don't know who else can do that. Maybe Santa. He's in on it. <laughs> Tim Allen. <laughs> the Santa Claus. He's been at the top all of, all this time. <laughs> And then he takes a little bit of that powder for himself, thinking it's nose candy. <laughs> he got caught with cocaine. <laughs> it's not cocaine. It's ground up teeth. It's ground up teeth. You stupid. He starts grunting at him. He's like, sir, calm down. <laughs> I need my power juice. God. Clearly. Clearly the tooth fairy sees something important. As there is a monetary transaction that occurs when it obtains the teeth. According to Forbes, in the year 1900, the going rate for a fresh tooth for the tooth fairy was 12 cents. According to Delta Dental, in 2020, the rate is $4.03 per tooth. That puts us as over $80 for a full set of toddler teeth. Brother, is that a good exchange rate? Listen, I'm... This is crazy that the the teeth are following inflation rules. <laughs> Amen. Like, why is why are toddlers getting four dollars? Yeah, for tooth. In fact, I remember when I would get money for my for the teeth thing, and I was like, you know, the sentiment. I was like, okay, cool, but I never used that money. I'm like, I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. I'm, I'm just a kid. <laughs> I think I. 50 or 75 cents <laughs> in the 90s a, that I, wasn't extreme yeah i just I just <laughs> put it away in my little piggy bank <laughs> then you'd shake it <laughs> <laughs> what would michael winslow how would he do with the shaking of the piggy bank <laughs> God. my michael winslow effects end there <laughs> you've met your quota four dollars and three cents per tooth absurd I mean, you could <laughs> just punch a kid in the mouth, take all 20 teeth, you got 80 bucks. <laughs> oh my god. Just that, sitting in your pocket. That is a good business. <laughs> just <laughs> invest in some brass knucks, knock them out, and then you got your pliers to pluck them out. It's just, you, you'd be printing money by then. I, I wonder, if, if your teeth get knocked out before they're ready to come out, you still get your second set, right? Like, that doesn't affect anything. <laughs> yeah, they don't they don't evaporate out of your mouth because they're not ready to come out. <laughs> you just get the, the shark teeth that come in instead. <laughs> I wish I had shark teeth. I'm ready to lose the ones I have now, man. I need a replacement. You, I do recall when you were younger, you idolized from the James Bond movie Jaws. <laughs> You would just you would just bite shit. I try I try to get the AI to make a story of Joe Biden having Jaws' mouth, biting metal pipes and shit. And he was just he he well how he demonstrated it was by biting down on an apple. <laughs> Look at my immense power! I can bite this apple. <laughs> and I'm like, what? So stupid. Anything that you want to add about the tooth fairy before we jump into the rubric of power and see if it is the fabled entity to finally topple Santa Claus from his iron throne of lies. <laughs> yes. Well, um, I have a bunch of websites open, all coming from a bunch of dental 
web pages that pretty much agree on the same thing that the tooth fairy is mostly north american kind of idea and other countries have different traditions with their teeth um <laughs> teeth most, traditions yeah sounds weird but most of uh south american and other spanish-speaking countries instead of the tooth fairy it's a mouse that comes along and takes your tooth apparently it's because one of these websites i don't know i have so many open but one of these said that it might be because mice are seen as having strong teeth and in a sense i think i think mice are are on that same line as bunnies where Mm. and and beavers where their teeth just keep growing and they have to keep chewing on things yeah so that might be it um other countries don't even have a fairy or anything they just throw their tooth up in the air and use some sort of uh the thing they're doing that that represents the 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 teeth growing or something so for example in in this website says in parts of asia and india bottom teeth get Mm -hmm. thrown on the roof so that to represent that the bottom teeth grow up whereas the the top teeth are thrown onto the ground with the same idea in the Middle East, children throw their teeth toward the sun in hopes that the sunlight will help give them a brighter smile and new teeth come in. You know, stuff like that. Ooh, very poetic. I think in, in Korea, South Korea, they um, specifically throw it on the roof to allow for the magpie to get it to honor their love of the magpie. Yeah. I forget which website I have. Well, one of them says that they feed it to some to a dog or something <laughs> so what the hell feeding teeth to a dog well well they Willingly? Ra- they wrap <laughs> they wrap the the uh, food around the tooth and then they give it to the dog like a like a pill <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that training for it to start taking pills when it gets older i, guess, I don't know they're just trying to get rid of it somehow <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to do with these goddamn teeth uh, feed it to the dog <laughs> get rid of them we can't be seen with these teeth <laughs> And uh, most most interesting of all is is this little website I found. It describes this uh, species of creature called uh, Homomimus dentata arthropod. There are two distinct species of Homomimus or fairy, which although share a classification, Homomimus meaning human mimic, so maybe it's Homomimus. I don't know evolved from entirely separate species one is a form of insect with chitinous exoskeletal armor the other is a form of mammal complete with endoskeleton and traits which have bizarrely similar yet miniaturized anatomical similarities to that of humans and other apes you can you can milk a fairy (laughs) it's like the the fockers movie i was gonna say hellboy too but i think you're right Both species are almost entirely hive-building, often in trees or in any space large enough to house up to a thousand individuals. I'm going to skip here a few. Homomimus dentata, or the tooth fairy, has no teeth. In fact, to all intents and purposes, they do not have any equipment in their heads besides a large sphincter mouth. This highly dexterous... (laughs) They don't have any... They don't have any what in their heads? No equipment. Just a sphincter. No, like a no brain? Is that what they mean by equipment? I think so. <laughs> this what? This, high, <laughs> this highly dexterous opening is how they consume food. 
they do not have a penchant for human teeth despite the mythology. It is believed that the story originated when a large specimen attempted to attack a small, a small child's face, prizing teeth and gum from the mouth with its sharp limbs. They are vicious and cutting Come with creatures. It. <laughs> which is ever more clear from the specimen presented here. So this this website, there's more to it, but basically this website is Maryland Cryptid Museum. And what I just read to you was actually a fictional account of a fictional species. Well, I'll just read it in their words. It says, You have stumbled upon the Maryland Cryptid Museum, the life's work of crypto-naturalist, fringe zoologist, and xeno archaeologist Thomas Maryland. This is an um, this is an alternative history installation project that was created and maintained by curator Alex CF. The museum is an exercise in a passion for turn of the century scientific discovery, science fiction, fantasy and horror presented as an immersive experience for the viewer. The entire collection explores the idea of rooting mythology within Darwinian evolution with a focus on making the fantastical plausible. I think I thought that was interesting. If you actually go to the website, there's pictures of the thing that they're describing. It looks like an ugly fairy thing. It's, it almost looks like um, a mix of that of Alien from Alien with wings. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's it's straight from Hellboy too. <laughs> straight from Hellboy too. And um, I'm sure there's more fun stuff to look at on this webpage. I thought it was interesting. Amen. <laughs> So let's jump into the rubric of more power. <laughs> How about the powers of the Tooth Fairy? I mean, it just, as far as I can tell, it just comes and gets teeth. I know you're going to mention this. It, it can fly, yes. And you're going to shit on it in this moment right now. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it flies. That's that's all. But I don't know. How does it, I don't, does it live here? Does it go into another dimension? I don't know any of these things. You're saying that like it's going to detriment the score. How is that? that hasn't done it before. <laughs> Just saying. It's, it's Gets a one from me. There, I said it. <laughs> what? My gourd. It is equipped with wings, brother. So flight, and it's obvious that you still hate it to this day. The tooth area can be depicted as being able to become invisible in certain stories, able to cast magic, including sleep-inducing magic, or the use of fairy dust to be able to make children stay asleep. So it can nab those teeth that are, for some reason, under the freaking pillow. Practically the hardest place to get something to not wake somebody up. I don't know why it wants it that way. More of a challenge, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> then that feat in and of itself deserves you know, some points in my book. I even saw that it can have the power to heal and has been attributed to... Uh, has been attributed to the Tooth Fairy in which it can aid children experiencing pain or discomfort from a lost tooth. It also has to be carrying, you know, like a Brinks truck full of cash with it because, you know, the $4 tooths, that's rough <laughs> to carry that much money around with you. It's going to be all singles, too. You're not going to be breaking, breaking bills. No, that's that's too difficult. So I, I gave it a four in power. Oh, my God. What is this? <laughs> How about the detectability? So on the detectability, I mean, nobody ever sees it, right? Wake up. You put you put your you got money under the pillow. You wake up and there's money there. I don't know if there's any stories of it being seen or caught. Maybe you found something because clearly you found powers that I didn't even know existed. But I still don't rank them as a four. But whatever. <laughs> 
<laughs> Detective Billy, I give it a four. <laughs> and that's your that's your uh, like ultimate prize for <laughs> detectability, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Dang. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Every kid knows about the Tooth Fairy, but trying to actually see it. Good luck. Good luck. It has the perfect cover as it appears when you are sleeping and it is equipped to then keep you asleep to complete its tooth for cash transactions. If it isn't eating the teeth, then it, it has, um, as I said before, you know, 400 million pounds of teeth out there, presumably. If we haven't found that, then then good Lord, we're, it's undetectable. But can you think of how scary it would be? You are out in the woods and you come upon over 195 billion teeth just piled on the top of each other? I can't, I don't even know what I would do if I found that. Well, you uh, you said something and I kind of got me thinking. If the tooth fairy is, um, <sighs> no, I've lost it. Damn it. No. Just grunt. <laughs> no. <laughs> tooth fairy took it. Has mind powers now. Mind powers. Siphoned it. It, it used that thing that they have in Hellboy 2, the Neuralizer. <laughs> Isn't that a, in a uh, Men in Black? I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Hellboy 2. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Uh, so I, If you can't remember, I gave it a 3.8. 3.8 in Detective. Not, not a 4. four, four three point, I was going to do How about the lore of the Tooth Fairy? Ugh, the lore. I mean, there's not really much going on for it. Oh? Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's it's funny because Tooth Fairy apparently has been, uh, at least tr- Tooth Traditions have been around for a while. From what I can tell, there's not really much going on about the Tooth Fairy itself. It's just comes in, takes your tooth, places it with money, and then goes away. I mean, the fact is that we spent most of this episode trying to kind of speculate on what it does with those teeth which means we don't know anything about it we don't even know if it goes back home and wherever home is i, I think where the heart is <laughs> i gave it a one oh! <laughs> <What>? <laughs> wow i don't know if we have have had a more wildly different scoring here there is so much out there <laughs> we we didn't really cover like too too much you spoke about it the possible origins because it's it is unclear of if it actually impacted what we know as a tooth fairy today but traditions even as far back as 800 years ago with norse culture attributed value to children's teeth as they were brought into battle as tokens of good luck and there are also indications that the vikings paid children for their teeth the Spanish had a version in the late 1800s of, you mentioned it before, the tooth mouse who pays children for their teeth uh, that were kept under pillows. So to me, it's, it's fascinating how folklore would, you know, be built around teeth. It's crazy. I think as humans, we like to celebrate milestone achievements in our children and the loss of baby teeth to allow for your permanent teeth to come in. It signifies one of those major milestones. And I think for, I think for children, this is also one of their first signifiers of becoming older. You know, your new teeth are literally pushing out your old teeth to loosen them, causing them to fall out of your friggin' mouth. It can be traumatic for some, so the introduction of this magical entity that wants to compensate you for your troubles that you're going through, it helps alleviate anxieties about it, and it can make it, maybe, for some, a fun experience. 
There is also probably the, like, this is also probably the first entity that we have had that's tied to directing to self-betterment or upkeep. It's trying to help kids not be idiot slobs. (laughs) The tooth fairy is used to promote oral hygiene in children to ensure their teeth remain healthy and then teach them good hygiene habits as they grow older. It's pretty ingenious to use that. On top of all that, I saw writings from Tad Talua about how the tooth fairy is tied to capitalism and used for the indoctrination of children into capitalism and teaching monetary values. It's wild. (laughs) It's wild. Capitalism got pulled into the tooth fairy. Jesus. So I, because of all that, I, I gave it a four for lore. Good God. As a side note, do you remember, do you have any specific memories of losing your teeth? Yeah, I remember the classic, actually. the Well, I had a loose tooth and apparently... Did you do it at the door? Like uh, with the string? The, 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 I had a loose tooth and apparently my parents felt that my tooth had been loose for too long and we needed to get it out there. Get it out of they, me. They had, they had so, police academy movies to watch. <laughs> dealing with this damn tooth. My dad wanted to tie the tooth to the door and I'm like... Yep. I'm freaking out. I'm like, no, I can't do that. I don't remember. I can't remember if he actually did it, but I'm pretty sure I have a faint, me- vague memory that we did it and it didn't work. And I was just in more pain. Oh, it just like pulls your neck forward. Yeah. Your whole head tilts. I was just in more pain. And I'm like, nope. And I took it off. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I only have one memory of losing a tooth. A don't know how old I was, but I was eating, I was at my uncle's house and eating a cream cheese bagel. And I bit into the bagel, looked at it again. There was a tooth stuck in the cream cheese. And I was like, <laughs> what the hell just happened? <laughs> and it was bloody. And then I don't know if I said anything <laughs> just to anyone. And I just it. took the tooth and <laughs> kept eating my bagel. I was like, I don't want anyone to know what just happened. <laughs> It's not like they're going to notice you're missing tooth. Like like I was going to get in trouble for losing my tooth. It's the the Bobcat Goldthree. I I didn't lose the tooth. I knew knew where it was. Uh, How about then the uh, intelligence, intelligentsia of the tooth fairy? I forgot for a moment what the hell are we talking about. (laughs) I hope hope our scores don't differ while... (laughs) Negative 10. Uh, you know how I feel about humanoid cryptids. Humanoid. Yep. However, this one can take on the form of a mouse. Wait. Oh, I thought you were meaning it could shapeshift. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, is it the same? <laughs> it's the tooth fairy. The tooth fairy. <laughs> I remember what I was going to ask you now. When you talked about how the tooth fairy uh, has to you know, calling all those teeth around. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, Santa has to do this this once in a, in a, in a night, but the tooth fairy, I mean, I'm sure there's kids losing teeth every day. Like this, this tooth fairy is constantly doing stuff. When does he get a break? Maybe that's why it needs the teeth to fuel, to get to the next (laughs) house. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking it's like, like in Hellboy 2 when Keanu Reeves is on the bus and it can't stop like maybe the the tooth fairy just can't stop I was just about to ask you Keanu Reeves was in Hellboy 2 it's the wider Hellboy 2 cinematic universe 
So wait, you mean to tell me that speed takes place in Hellboy universe? <laughs> if, if, if the if the if the tooth fairy stops, it blows up. Or if, if it goes under fifty five miles an hour, so I have to swoop in, get that tooth. That's why I can't see it. So um, back to what we were talking about: uh, intelligence, right? Because I'm such a generous guy, I decided to treat the mouse as a separate entity, and so the 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 tooth fairy gets a four. Wow. Amen. Amen. Uh, but the the munificence of you, the generosity of you, my my God, so so good. Uh, so you gave it a four. Yes. <laughs> I had to go back and look up what the munificence that was <laughs> spelled. I couldn't remember. I'm not gonna remember that word for the rest of my life. <laughs> I also don't know where the hell I am. <laughs> I, I lost myself. <laughs> I mean, I know where myself is. <laughs> so we have a creature that understands the value of currency. It may be wildly inflated, and I question if these are actual actually have a value. These teeth, but I suppose it doesn't matter. The resource has value to the tooth fairy, so we have a viable market here of toddler teeth out there. What a world we live in. God, I can't believe it. So I gave it a four for intelligence. How about the pop culture aspect of the Tooth Fairy? Okay. This is where I believe the Tooth Fairy really shines. Because you never think, oh yeah, let's just make a story about um, about this thing that comes collecting your teeth or whatever. Money. However, people still found a way to do it. Just, just to list a few, we have... As, uh, as mentioned earlier, the Dwayne Johnson playing the mm-hmm. Tooth Fairy. When he was still in that stage when he had hair and he wasn't, you know, the size of a freaking house <laughs> in he, muscle mass. He, uh, the plot is apparently he he's a, he's a pretty much a, a jerk, a D-bag. And he... A I hockey guess, player. Yeah, hockey player. Totally irrelevant from him being a D-bag, but... <laughs> maybe <laughs> and and he apparently uh this girl he knows i don't know who who it is but it's this little girl yeah she loses her tooth she puts it under the the, the you know the pillow to get the tooth fairy and, and i guess the money was already put in there six dollars apparently what is going on <laughs> and then the rock goes what <laughs> he, he, he bobcat gold rates <laughs> <laughs> and, and he goes to steal the money from her pillow because i guess he needs six dollars he steals the money from the little girl <laughs> he steals the money and he must t- be a struggling and then, hockey player and then he tells her the tooth fairy isn't real <laughs> for, for i guess just to add on to insult to injury to, yeah and then I guess the Council of Fairies hears this and they and they and they portal him into the universe and, and then make, punish him by making him a tooth fairy or something. I don't know. Do you know what that is? What you just described? It's the and tooth fairy brother, clause. It's the tooth fairy clause. <laughs> if you badmouth the tooth fairy, you have to become one. And I'm sure the sequel is just as good. So the, the, the trailer, because I watched the trailer in preparation and I... I drives me bonkers when movies do this when they like they as the guy is narrating it they have words appear of what he's saying and it was it was a pun of you can't handle the truth because i guess that movie was relevant at the time and it says you can't handle the tooth i don't see how that movie was relevant but yeah (laughs) 
Cause that, uh, uh, Tom Cruise. He's in it. No, oh. of the um, you can't handle the truth. Right, uh, but that, I, don't, I don't see how that movie's relevant to to the to that that movie that came out. I think it was much popular later. at the time. <laughs> I don't know. People <laughs> like it. They know the reference. They know the it's, quote. It's like it's I like, don't know. <laughs> it's like the Space Jam two making a Matrix reference still. <laughs> Like the whole uh, bullet time scene. Like maybe, maybe they had expected the new Matrix to be out before them. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because it didn't have that. Uh, it was such a. Anyway, I'm not going to talk about Space Jam too. Uh, they probably did it because it was within the vault of WB. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they that, had access to it. They pretty much they did that. They just had showed all the WB stuff they had at the time. I, I don't know why. Like, let's just showcase all our movies. That's pretty much what Space Jam 2 was. Uh, a way for people to realize, look at all these other movies we have that you can watch. <laughs> it's like, oh, look at that in the background. That's a character I like. <laughs> Not this movie. <laughs> Not LeBron. <laughs> I forgot how he was in the movie. <laughs> Not, Not Don Cheadle as a bad guy? <laughs> I can't take that. You know more about this movie than I do, and I've watched it. <laughs> I saw the trailer. I saw the trailer. I guess that's all you need to watch. You literally miss nothing. <laughs> let, me, let me guess. LeBron's team wins at the end. <laughs> Saves the day. He sure does. He sure does. I saw Michael Jordan do that twenty years before. <laughs> With his With arms Barkley. out. <laughs> he it's believes yep. he, he's like I'm a tune or something. Like that. Yeah. The random Bill Murray, random Bill Murray appearance. So that was that movie. <laughs> There's also what's what 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 do we do with, when it when it comes to our favorite childhood uh, memories? We turn them into horror films. We've done it with Santa. Yeah. We've done it with you name it. I mean, here it is, the Tooth Fairy. Get Guillermo del Toro up onto anything. If it has a fairy tale, he's gonna make a twisted version of it. <laughs> In this case, there's a 2006... In Hellboy 2. <laughs> 2006... Which he directed. <laughs> I think I think that was implied. So... No. Uh... Now it's explicit. <laughs> so in 2006, there is a horror film called The Tooth Fairy. Flat out. Telling you, it's The Tooth Fairy. I don't think I've seen this movie. You know what? I'll tell you what happens. I haven't seen it either. There's this family. The things are going rough. They get plagued by the tooth fairy that's haunting their child, most likely. They resolve it. One of them dies. <laughs> we won't know who until we see it. Eh, they they get over it. Then the tooth fairy dies, but then at the very end, there's like some sort of signifier that maybe the tooth fairy's coming back. Let me read to you the plot description <laughs> for Wikipedia. It says, when 12-year-old Pamela goes on vacation with her family to a bed and breakfast... The girl who lives next door tells her the true story of the Tooth Fairy. Many years earlier, the evil Tooth Fairy slaughtered a countless number of children to take their teeth, and now she has returned to kill Pamela and anyone else who gets in her way. Well, don't get in her way. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> this is my favorite part of the plot description on Wikipedia. The Tooth Fairy pursues the victims unrelentingly, which leads to a gruesome collection of events. <laughs> That's it. There you have it. <laughs> that shit's macabre. <laughs> that was in 2006. In 2003 is the classic, now classic. I'm sure you've seen this one, Darkness Falls, which is... I have. I remember absolutely nothing from it besides 
a shadowy figure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's another tooth fairy film, although. But isn't that like not portrayed that way? Right. It's it's about a, a, a woman. It's kind of like Candyman, where a woman was you know nice to children, and then something happened, and then people claimed called her a witch, and then they burned her at the stake, and then they realized the errors of their ways, because oh some children had gone missing. They thought it was her who took them away. They killed her. The children come out and they're like, oh, crap, we killed the woman for no reason. And But before she dies, she cursed them all. And then she's like haunting them or something like that. And they called it a tooth fairy because, I don't know. Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. Two. <laughs> yes. Not to mention, there's other tooth fairy stuff. Like, even if it's, there's not a movie about it, there's always like TV shows are going to mention it. Especially if you have a TV show where there's children. There's always an episode where the child loses their teeth. And the Tooth Fairy is mentioned. Every North American knows about the t- Tooth Fairy. Like like, like that guy, what's his name? Tad? Tad. Tad. Yeah. He said that Tooth Fairy is second to Santa. Like, Good Lord. Blown away. No competition. They get to four. Get wrecked, Easter Bunny. <laughs> The only thing I want to add, I also watched the trailer for the Tooth Fairy 2, where, again, Larry the Cable Guy uh, replaces Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Woof. And and it looks like nobody's having fun in this movie. And then eventually, the, the only line that jumped out at me was Larry the Cable Guy says, I guess I'm the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> and that's, that was like the best line of the entire trailer. And that is garbage. <laughs> oh, my God. I I've never even seen the trailer for that one, so I, I I was aware of a sequel with him in it, and I was like, I can't, like I can't even. It it reminds me of a bygone era of movies that aren't made anymore, of like this straight to DVD <laughs> like complete garbage, and it's like, why is this being made? And now movies have such huge budgets now, it's like those aren't really being made anymore. It's kind of sad. Are they though? Or I guess it, now they're just straight to streaming. I was I was wondering, it's like if they don't do straight to DVD. If they do straight to streaming, you have to be aware of what streaming service they're coming out on. <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> good luck having Paramount Plus and seeing whatever the hell they're producing. <laughs> at least at least for sure Netflix will have some because Netflix has all the trash movies. <laughs> and if you like it, they're gonna cancel it. <laughs> I'm giving it a pop culture score of four. Uh, So where did you add up to for your total? A total of 14. 14, exactly? Wow. I had a score of, believe it or not, fact or fiction, a 19.8. Ooh, that would have destroyed Santa. (laughs) (laughs) Would have put him in his little sack and (laughs) sent him away. That gives us a score for the Tooth Fairy. A 16.9. Pretty high. It's pretty high. So, Tooth Fairy. <laughs> You've just been cracked. <laughs> that, was a, that was straight out of Michael Winslow's mouth. <laughs> yup. Do do a, a digital version of his cracking whip. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a typewriter just springing back. <laughs> so, I meant like his beep boops that he does. <laughs> he always does his beep Beeping, boopings. <laughs> and then that, and then he like uh, moves his arm to hit a lever, and that makes the the whip whip. <laughs> let's go ahead and let's 
chomp our way onto Twitter. And you know what? For funsies, type out a tweet at us with your teeth. <laughs> or don't. Don't hurt yourselves. Don't don't hurt your keys. That's that's a dumb idea. But if you're not following us on Twitter already, what's what are you waiting for? We're on we're on Twitter. You can find us at Cracking Curios. Tweet at us and say, Oh my god, Tooth Fairy was amazing. Hashtag Tooth, hashtag Tooth Fairy, hashtag Crack Cryptids, hashtag Bobcat Goldthrope, <laughs> hashtag The Tooth is out there, <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Marlon Brando sucks. <laughs> Beware the lobe. First thing I thought was earlobes. I was like, What are you talking about? <laughs> And then you can make your way onto Instagram. I know it's a little bit confusing, but our handle is slightly different from our Twitter one. On Twitter, we're on as cracking. We're on as at cracking curios. On Instagram, we're on as at cracking cryptids. We still include the words of our podcast. How would Michael Winslow find that on his phone? <laughs> well, he, he has to unlock it, so it goes. And then you have to scroll. <laughs> I don't know why it's really his phone is wet. <laughs> open up the app and it goes. <laughs> I don't know. He's got some futuristic. It <laughs> <laughs> says, "You got mail." <laughs> Fry throws that in there. <laughs> Fry does a dial-up. <laughs> his act hasn't moved out of the nineties. <laughs> Gotta update those sounds. <laughs> He's mastered the fax machine noise. Imagine, imagine you, you, your whole life's work is just doing these sound effects that imitate them perfectly, and then you can't keep up with the times. But it's like I can't give up my fax machine machine sound. Somebody might need it. You might need a vital scene where the documents are coming through the fax machine and they're just waiting and the camera's positioned right on the dispenser tray and he's ready for that call or, in Hellboy 2. Or, or even making like a typewriter sound. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's, now it's the mechanical keyboard. Oh, God. Make it real clacky. Clacky. If you're not a fan of Instagram because there's too many pictures out there and you don't want to see people being happy, that's okay. You can send us a plain, a plain text email at crackingcryptidsandcurios at gmail.com. The more professional way of contacting us, but it doesn't make it any less fun, despite what the youngins are saying. That's what I send emails and I, I say, I hit send. I go, wow, that was fun. I say, welcome to the internet. <laughs> I'm on this information superhighway right now. <laughs> Tough fun. I used to have a, a, a book on how to use the internet back when it was still new to, to the mainstream. And it was like, welcome to the World Wide Web. And it, it had like fun uh, mud games you could play. And it had <laughs> the full length URL on there. It's like you're expected mm-hmm. to type all these slashes and, and weird symbols. <laughs> And I'm sure there's like a Internet for Dummies book that came out. That's I'm sure it's still getting updated. And uh, finally, if you are subscribed to us, congratulations. You did the job. 
you you did what you were asked however you might have a friend or maybe you're not subscribed to us and we ask hey why don't you subscribe you'll <laughs> get our updates that way where can you find us you ask it doesn't matter we're on everything <laughs> we're in your phone <laughs> Well, maybe not everything. But. I'm just picturing Michael Winslow finding us on his phone. <laughs> We're on the on the most popular uh, podcast platforms that you are familiar with. So if you think of Spotify, yep, we're on there. If you think of uh, Google, we're on that one too. You can even find us on Amazon. Can you believe it? Is Stitcher still a thing? Because, yeah, we're on there too. iTunes, that, one, that one's a popular one, I think. iTunes lets you uh, rate us, I think. Nothing less than five stars, please. <laughs> I think it's a star rating. <laughs> <laughs> Give me five stars to end this. <laughs> well, in that case, as always, if your teeth hurt in the morning, you may just need a mouth guard. <laughs> After that, I don't know if I want to even say peace with be with you, but peace be with you, brother. And also with you. This has been an I am actually traveling back into time production. That's a fly getting stuck in amber. <laughs>